Hello and welcome to Dialogue, the Diapoint podcast. I'm your host, Pam Durant. Hi, everyone. Happy New Year. Welcome back. It's 2023. Just checking the date on my screen as I record this. It's Friday, January 6th, 2023. So I can't believe we're in 2023. I know we say that. I say that. So many people say that. Where does the time go? But it's true. It's going so fast. We had such a great year in 2022. So if you were with me on the podcast last year, I'd like to thank you for joining, for listening, and for all your support, and for all the guests that said yes, and those that continue to say yes and agree to give me an hour of their time. I'm so super grateful. Some give me more than an hour even. like It's it's incredible. And I get so much feedback, even though it's not always written online, but the feedback I get from people is really positive. They really enjoy it and they learn so much from you. So thank you to all our guests who keep coming back and making this possible. And we have some very exciting guests lined up for you this year as well. So I can't wait to dive into that starting next week. But I just wanted to come in and say a quick happy new year to you. I've been kind of quiet the last few weeks, the last two weeks of the year. We did a little bit of a wind down because November Diabetes Awareness Month is a very busy time for us in Diapoint, supporting people in their health and wellness throughout the year. And it kind of caps off with Diabetes Awareness Month, where even though we say we're going to scale back, we get super busy. I even wrote my New Year's message thank you letter before the last week of the year. And after I went through everything that we did that year, And I asked the team, please send me like what you think the highlights were. And after I reflected and wrote on it, I was tired. I realized that we did so much. And we did that because of you, again, you, your support, um, coming back to our small, humble business that is growing. It's truly humbling and an honor to serve everyone in this way through our products and services. So it was just an incredible year. But I'm not going to dwell on that because that's in the past. And we, like they say, you only really have the present, but now we're looking toward the future and 2023 is going to be an amazing year. And I'm sure if you've been around on social media, everyone's telling you it's going to be an amazing year. New, New year, new you and all this other stuff, almost to the point where it's too much. Like I realized I was starting to get burnout the end of the year. I slowed down. I still showed up. I still worked. I told my team, please take off. They deserve it. They work hard. It's a quiet time of year. And we don't, we talk a lot about goals and health and wellness, but we talk about that all year long. And what I see is Just like the gyms get full at this time of year, and that's a great thing if you've decided that, you know, the the solar new year is the time for you to start your new health goals, that's great. Please don't stop doing that. But if you're not feeling it in January 1st, that is totally okay. We support you to get healthy at any time of year, and you don't have to do all the goals at once. So I got kind of also tired of seeing all the noise around new year, new you, 
health goals, wellness goals, buy this, buy that, join this program and, you know, you'll lose all this weight or join this program and you'll make all this money on January 1st and leading up to that. And we're still seeing the aftermath of that. A lot of people, the doors are closing and and people do have enrollment for a particular time for a reason. And you get so much of that because so many of us are motivated to start new things at the beginning of the year. We all do. I've set new goals for the company for this year, what we want to do, where we want to go. I know some things that I want to do for myself. They're not necessarily new year resolutions and new new year goals. But I'm telling you this because if you have not sat back and said, oh my gosh, I have all these new year resolutions and it's going to be like a new me, that's probably a healthier approach than hating the person that you were last year because you're still the same person. And I don't mean that in a bad way. Those things that maybe you want to change or that you don't don't like or that you want to do differently that will be the catalyst to help you become successful in this year or next year or or whatever whatever it is in your life that that you want to focus on so i want you to set a new year's goal to not hate the person you were last year and come in and love yourself in 2023 to start with i also shared something recently about health and wellness, because the way that it's often seen on social media and the internet is that it's something only so special that only people that have a lot of money can have access to. And that's simply not true. Yes, there are some things that we have to pay for some services or some other things if if we want that kind of support. But there are things that you can do that are absolutely free. Yes, free. And I'd like you to consider some of those as you're thinking about your health and wellness this year and what you want to do. And and you don't have to pay anyone to tell you these things. I always talk about it, but, you know, eating, we got to look at the way we're eating. A very easy way to start is like less processed foods, more whole plant-based foods that can feel expensive sometimes. But when you're out shopping for groceries and you're looking at all the food, look for foods that maybe don't have a long list of ingredients on them. Those are less processed. If it's in a box, make sure that you understand what you're reading. If it's like, you know, color magenta CBD 12 with a lot of things going on there like that, maybe not be the best one. If you pick up an orange, it's just an orange. Less is more when it comes to the type of food. I'll tell you a story. Just um, last week, we went to a nearby grocery store, a supermarket that is well known for selling a lot of American products and things like this. And someone had brought my son some candy from the store that tasted like a particular um, American candy some candy canes that have all these different flavorings in them. And that's kind of cool and fun. But if you're enjoying that kind of stuff all the time, it's not so cool and it's not so fun. And it didn't do a lot of great things for his blood sugar, first of all. Maybe he forgot to give insulin for it or or whatnot. But we walked into that supermarket and I walked in with the intention to pick up yogurt 
for for something I was making. And I thought, well, since he's curious about this place and we're going to be in that area, let's let's go in just to see. And my heart sank a little bit when we walked in because it's a massive, massive space. And they do have fresh produce and, and things upstairs, which we didn't have time to go up. The yogurt was downstairs. But everything in that massive space was not just processed food. It was ultra processed. And when you when I went to the um, Google map or the internet to look for the map of exactly where it was located, their slogan was kind of like um, something to do with like food that, you know, the expat comfort food is what they said it was. Expat comfort food. If that's the case, then expats are the most unhealthy people on the planet because everything in there was ultra processed. And yes, of course, even I I saw brands of food from my childhood and different things like this. It's still not the same food. Like I said in my post about the 1980s, the 1980s wasn't a perfect time for food. We were getting a lot of, you know, different information that we now know better not to eat a certain way or do certain things. But even the processed food from the 1980s is now even more ultra processed because they found cheaper ways to make it, different ingredients, ways to make it more addictive. And it was almost just like, you know, you walk into a space and you know everything in there is bad for you. And you're almost afraid to take it because you know, you know, too much of it, it's gonna, it's gonna harm you. It was a very strange feeling for me. And it made me very sad at the same time because if this is the kind of space that you're always shopping in, then it is hard to get whole plant-based healthy food that you should be eating more often than the processed stuff. So I want to say, if you don't feel that you're eating well, it's not your fault. It's the way it's marketed. It's the way it's packaged. It's the way it's distributed to you. Try to substitute some of that processed stuff for whole plant-based stuff. It doesn't have to be organic all the time because organic super expensive, but what you can afford. Try to... Maybe, for example, soft drinks. Let's say you drink a lot of soft drinks. Let's say you're drinking them every day. If you're just starting with, say, seven days a week, you have soft drinks. Maybe you have one a day. Maybe you have five a day. I hope not five a day. Cut back on one one day or, or start if it's you're drinking five a day, cut back on one or two and have three a day. Set a long-term goal, but slowly you can cut back on those things. And that's free. That doesn't cost you anything. You didn't have to pay someone to come and count the number you know, of soft drinks that you're drinking. Make sure that you're moving. It doesn't have to be in a fancy, expensive gym. Those are nice sometimes, and they all have a, a place and a purpose. And there was a time just before COVID, I was exercising with a personal trainer to really get back in shape because I had not been eating so badly, but I got out of the habit of exercising and and pushing myself to exercise really well. And I use the word push, not in like a negative way that it needs to be painful, but I didn't, I, I did need someone to help motivate me to do better because I wasn't doing my best alone. I couldn't do it alone. And that happens sometimes. And that's where if it's within your means, a personal trainer, a coach, or someone else can be extremely supportive. Like this last year, I decided to get really seriously back into yoga. 
I love it. I miss it. I was in the best shape of my life when I did it consistently. And it's not my only love, but in, in yoga is more than just movement for me, but it's something I really missed and I really love. So I found a place where I can go. And yes, I do pay money to join these classes, but I'm not just kind of, you know, half doing it myself. I have an instructor who's very advanced that she knows what she's doing. And all the instructors in this place are actually quite good. The classes I've been to so far, and it's a beautiful practice. I am not near as flexible as I was 25 years ago when I first started. And, you know, I see all these people half my age in class doing all the crazy bendy things. And it's not about that. Um, It's just about where I am. Even though I probably started yoga years before any of these people ever found yoga, maybe before some of them were born, but it doesn't matter. It matters that I'm showing up, I'm moving, I'm doing it. And I still exercise at home. I have a bike, get on that, take the dog for a walk or a run, depending on how he's feeling. It's call it interval training, interval training between the times he's got to lift his leg on a tree, but that's okay. Probably the cheapest thing that you can do for your health, the next thing, is sleep. You need to be sleeping. Sleeping well. Sleep hygiene, as they call it, the fancy word. How much do you need to sleep? Yeah, maybe seven to nine hours a night would be great. But again, in my soft drink example, like if you are, say you're only sleeping five or six hours, increase that, start the first week or so by increasing that by one hour, go to bed one hour earlier than you did before. Cause you still probably have to get up at the same time. We all still have responsibilities. Stop looking at the blue light at night, put your phone down before you go to bed, like at least an hour before you go to bed. These small things that we talk about doing all the time are super easy to do. Super healthy sleep. It, it will change your life. If you might find that you're having diabetes or pre-diabetes type two, improving your sleep will improve your blood sugars. If you have type one diabetes, improving your sleep will also improve your blood sugars. So it's, it's important for all of us and also other hormones. If you have other um, challenges with, with hormones, other endocrine conditions, then getting a good night's sleep will help. If you're drinking alcohol, limit the amount of alcohol that you're drinking. That'll help you save money. Um, We can wash our hands regularly. That helps us stay healthy. And that doesn't cost us anything. We all have soap. We're buying soap, I hope. So, you know, washing your hands regularly is a great way to stay healthy, get healthy. Drinking water doesn't have to be fancy bottled water. Unless, of course, you're living in a place where the water is unsafe to drink. But if you have access to safe water coming out of your tap, drink it. Drink water. And soft drinks don't count for liquids. Avoid sugary drinks. Limit milk doesn't count. Dairy drinks don't count. Other processed drinks don't count. Now we all love our coffee and tea and all of that. And I have my um, coffee with me and I do drink at least two cups a day. I love coffee. I love my coffee. 
I don't put sugar in it. I drink black coffee usually, unless sometimes for some reason, when the weather gets cooler, I start wanting a little comfort. So I might put a little bit of coconut sugar or something in it just to kind of mix it up a bit and change it. And I'll heat up some almond milk and maybe put it in. But for the most part, I drink my coffee black. Um, I drink a lot of tea, herbal tea. Afternoon, I don't have more caffeine. We don't want too much caffeine because that affects our sleep. And if you're trying to manage your blood sugar, it can affect your blood sugar. Make sure that you are drinking water daily. I carry this bottle with me. And how much water? Maybe two to three liters. You can, yes, you can drink too much water, but that's a rarity for most of us. Most of us are not drinking enough water. And we know that if we're drinking a lot of caffeine, that's not enabling us to absorb as much water because that's like a diuretic and different things like this. So you just want to make sure that you're drinking enough water. Those are just a few things that you can do in the new year for yourself. They won't cost you anything. It's just being aware, being mindful. You don't have to listen to all the noise that's out there that says, try this new product, try this new vitamin, try this new diet. Sometimes just these little tweaks and we can see a lot of change. Start there. If you've already doing that, then that's great. Then start looking for what is the next thing that you're going to do to level up. But I think for most of us and myself included, even though I'm a certified health coach and certified lifestyle medicine coach, and I read all these other things, there's things I can be doing better. I know I can drink more water, trying to go to bed earlier over the holidays. Yeah, I indulged, but I wasn't sorry I did that. It was the holidays and I enjoyed every single minute of it. And I didn't overindulge, but I gave myself permission to eat more, a lot more cheese than I usually ever do. And I know cheese is something that for some people it doesn't affect them, others it does, but I still, I enjoyed it. So that's what I want to leave you with for this first episode is just some easy things that you can do to take control of your health. And I talked all about the physical, but when you start changing those physical things and those habits, you'll find that it will affect your overall mood, our overall mental state, and maybe some other things that you found challenging might become easier once you start changing your eating, your sleeping, your hydration, and your exercise. At Diapoint, it's our mission to share knowledge and connect people to improve their quality of life for people with diabetes for people who are caretaking for people with diabetes and those around him, and also for people that don't have diabetes, because we all really need to be doing the same things when it comes to our health and wellness. I don't know when someone drew the line in the sand and said, if you have diabetes, you should eat and live this certain way. And if you don't have diabetes, you can eat whatever you want. Not really true. If you want to have, have a happy, healthy, long life, then we all need to be caring for ourselves in the best way possible. We believe in the holistic approach uh, to health and well-being. I absolutely believe that. I am not saying that you should not go to the doctor. That's another thing you can do for the new year is make sure you're getting a, a checkup every year. If you didn't get one last year, you need to go. I myself need to go. I usually get mine in December. I didn't do it. I need to get myself to the doctor. It's time for my cats to get their checkup as well. So I'm on it but don't let it slip too late. We all need to be taking care of ourselves medically as well. 
so that we can be managing our health and be proactive. And that's why it's important to go get a checkup. Don't go to the doctor when something's wrong. Go now so that you know when nothing is wrong that you have good lab results, good numbers, and and they can give you more advice on on these holistic things that you can do. Long-term health can only be achieved through efficiently caring for your mind and your body. Like I said, this includes physical fitness, mental health, sleep, nutrition, and also if you have diabetes, managing your blood sugar and checking up on it regularly. So I hope that this episode has been helpful and has given you the permission to not beat yourself up about new year goals. If you haven't set any, or you're not sure, or you just got tired of all the noise, we are all human beings and we all go through cyclical things. I was talking with someone, we were talking about health goals and I I forget where I said this, but it's like the health goals, they ebb and flow. Last year, this time last year, I was preparing to run the rack half marathon And I did that successfully in February. Run is the operative word, but I didn't run all of it. I walked some of it, but I finished. And that was the gift I gave to myself for my 50th birthday was finishing the Rack Half Marathon. I haven't ran that distance since about over 25 years ago. It was in my early 20s when I ran my first marathon. And I didn't want to run for a really long time. And that morning that I got out there and I started, I was like, this is crazy. It's it's chilly. It's cold. All these people, the sun's not out yet. What am I really doing here? But it wasn't about the marathon itself. It was about the process and setting a goal that would be the catalyst for my health for the rest of the year. This year, I have zero desire to run a marathon and I've not trained to run a marathon. And if Someone said, hey, let's run the rack marathon, half marathon next month. I would say no, because I wouldn't be prepared in time. I can run 5K. I take my dog for a three to 5K run, run, walk. And I'm super happy with that. I'm happy I can move. It feels good. It doesn't hurt because I was trained for a half marathon last year. My point in telling you this is that this year, I don't have a desire for a big lofty health goal right now. And that is okay. I don't need to have one. As long as I'm doing healthy things, that is certainly fine. And the same goes for you as well. So I want you to go into 2023 with your eye on your overall health and the process of not just achieving one goal or achieving a certain weight or going on a certain diet. It's not about that. It's about living healthy and well, most of the time, if not all the time. And once you start doing that, you find that you crave a healthy lifestyle. It's not like a start stop button that, oh, I need to get back to it. Just live well and treat yourself well for the entire year. Start there and it will continue for the rest of your life. Have a wonderful year, everyone. Thank you again for joining me. And I look forward to having you back next week when we start with our podcast guests, very exciting guests for this year. I can't wait for you to see what's coming.